Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today we talk people strategy with the CEO and co-founder of the National Value Center Consulting and owner of Spiral Dynamics brand. Welcome, everybody. Natasha Todorovich Kawan. <laughs> Welcome. Natasha, what are you currently creating? Well, it is a treat and a pleasure to be with you. And actually, what I am currently creating is a new program for leaders and leadership in these very uh, chaotic up and down, in and out, circling around times. <laughs> I love it. And you know that the Spiral Dynamics book was kind of a Bible for many organizational developers. And I was one of those for 16, 17 years. I had that Bible with me around in my in my little baggage. And uh, yes, and so for, for the people who don't know it's Paradelemics, would you tell us uh, what is it? Why did you guys create it and uh, how it's used? Yeah, so Spiral Dynamics, the book, um, and Spiral Dynamics as a program includes a variety of things. So for some people, it's services that include consulting and analysis and understanding the change and people side of your business. Um, for others, it's uh, training and programs that help them to move their clients in deliberately developmental ways. And then for others, and that's not our view of it, but for others, um, they really take this as a, a, a looking at life in an entirely different way. Um, and it is founded on 70 years of research in the nature of human nature, how people grow, how they change, how they cohere as groups, how they build culture organizationally, how they build relationship systems. So I, 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 I don't know if that's too much or too little, but uh, you, you let me know what's interesting to you and your audience, Simon. What was the question behind it? What was the, the question you wanted to answer or to explore? The question for me or the question of this original work? <laughs> You're like, you know what? Go for it. Um, so the question for me was what makes people change, mm. right? Because I finished my MBA and I'd done a ton of training. And what I wanted to understand was how do people organizationally and individually cohere, conflict and collaborate? And what makes um, functional uh, relationships and what makes dysfunctional relationships? So I read everything there was on change organizationally as I was doing my MBA. And I probably went through about a hundred books. And I, when I was in the fashion business, and a lot of people don't know I was in the fashion business, mm -hmm. my job was to predict trends, to know what the customer was going to want a year and a half in advance of when they wanted it. So I knew there were patterns and I didn't see the patterns in these books I was reading. Um, so I had done 
this thing called values in my NLP training at some point. Mm -hmm. The Spiral Dynamics book came out. I started reading that and I, and I said, this explains it. This explains it in a way nobody else does. Now, the question that Claire Graves was asking when he embarked on this research was, what is maturity? Because for him back then, the psychologists were arguing about, you know, because, you know, imagine, you know, World War II, the world is in chaos, people are dying and fighting. Um, it looks like, you know, the world is going to fall apart. And the psychologists were saying, if we could understand maturity, if we could understand how to make people mature, then we will have mature societies. And if we have mature societies, there will be no global war. So it's a very different motive. We have the luxury of being able to have these conversations in relatively peaceful times. Um, so we can ask what makes an organization healthy, what makes performance happen, what makes um, uh, profit happen, how do we get better leaders, how do we get better teams. But if the world is in like sort of the global chaos or we've got global war, you're asking very different questions. If you look at the world right now through this lens, what is it? What is it that you see? Um, through this lens, what I see is a variety of things. I see people who are uncertain about their futures. I see people who are asking questions about what will the future of our employees in our business be. I see people who are looking optimistically at a variety of opportunities that are opening up their worlds. And I see people who are having a very bleak time of things, who have suffered um, loss, who have suffered uncertainty, and who don't know where they're going to go. So I see a spectrum of human experience as I am informed by this lens. Did the the pandemic or endemic did it change anything or did it show more of what was what was here anyways um i think it changed for some people their entire lives because for those people who lost the most important people in their lives their lives are shifted forever um for people who had to work at home and then discovered working at home is awesome. Um, that changed the way that employers have to relate to their employees, particularly for those who are like, yeah, no, I'm not going back to that. Um, it caused employers to think about the nature of work because when they've lost incredibly valuable and important employees because they didn't want to come back to the office, or they found that there was more life they wanted to live rather than give their lives to work. It caused employers to think differently about the work that they were asking their employees to do. And with so many short staffed, it's causing people to ask, hey, what are we doing 
that makes this a great place for people to work. Um, and then I think for a lot of people, they're like, you know what, you don't want to do it my way or you don't want to do it this way. It's over. We'll find somebody else. So I think the changes are broad. Um, and I think for some, they just hunker down with more of the same. The book Spiral Dynamics has influenced and inspired hundreds of thousands of organizational consultants and generations. What are books yeah. that inspire you? <laughs> well, I'll, so Spiral Dynamics obviously changed my life. Um, and if uh, you're curious about what I'm reading right now, um, I am, you know what, I'll just show you. Um, it's called this, wait, that way. <laughs> um, so Drought, Flood, Fire, um, Chris Funk. And he is a researcher. Um, I'm in Santa Barbara. He's a researcher here at uh, the University of Santa Barbara. And he researches uh, climate change and how um, it's going to be impacting our lives in the future. And um, it's, uh, it, I'm thinking through things <laughs> with this. But it's going to be a massive um, impact on our context, on our environment, on the way we see ourselves as a interrelated organism in um, the, the dance of life. And I think we're going to have to think through who we want to be as a species and what we want our future to be like. And it's going to have to be sooner rather than later. One thing that I'm observing is technologies like the blockchain technologies and others give us the chance to decentralize and to live freedom and autonomy and um, self-sovereignty in in the highest degree we ever possibly could on the other side and and you know and we organize as uh, daos decentralized autonomous organizations and um, centralized entities like even facebook are thinking about distributed parts and um, on the other side i see people centralizing again tribalizing in groups we versus them what do you think are people ready for freedom oh my gosh that's a big topic how many sessions are we going to be doing <laughs> 700 hours <laughs> well look simon you know freedom means a lot of different things to different people and for some, it means not having my wife tell me to put the socks in the laundry, right? How do you know? For do you others, know? yeah. For others, it's I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, and for some, freedom is the ability to come into the office and be able to connect with others so that they can unleash their creativity. Um, so... I think it means different things for different people. There is a segment of our population who can work on their own. They want to live the free life of choice. I speak to a lot of coaches and consultants who say, I want to live life on my own terms. I don't want to have to punch a clock. And I think that there's a relationship between um, employers who are willing to trust their employees to do good work and to do it on their own terms. And there's great work that can be done alone 
on your own terms. And then there's work that needs to happen in community with a lot of brains coming together, firing together, wiring together, and co-creating these human relationship systems that Spiral Dynamics really is about. And some are more around being free and individual, and some are more around being collective, communal, collaborative. And the thing is, with 95% of the work needing to happen in teams, the biggest challenge in the freedom idea is that you can't be totally free when you have to do work that relies on other people. So I had an organization that hired me to help them with collaboration. So we ran the spiral dynamics assessments and I said to the senior executives, you know, we can make a dent in this, but your team is far too individualistic to be collaborative. And that is at the root of your challenge. So trying to get individualists who are individual players who want to do their own thing, who feel constrained by having to rely on someone else to collaborate in a complex world that requires interdependence and collaboration, I believe is one of our biggest challenges. For people who don't know the model, so there is there are two sides of it and different elements. Can you give us a quick overview of the of the model? Yeah, oh, well, um, the, the model, and there are a lot of models in our programs and in our approach, but the one I believe that you're referring to is just really the oscillation that human nature goes through. So if you imagine a spectrum on one side, there are the, the me-centered people, the individualists, the I do it my own way, I am the captain of my own ship. On the other side of the spectrum, there are the we people, uh, the collectivists, the we do it together, and then there are gradations in between as transitions are made or as people go back and forth or as they span both of these in their own psychology and in their own communities. And then obviously the drivers of the I or the we come from different places as we shift along this developmental uh, spiral. So have, let, let, let's yeah. get, and I know that was a lot. Let's make it really uh, simple for people to understand. So if I am a I person and I'm driven internally and an individualist and you're my boss and you start telling me what to do, I'm going to push back. I'm going to undermine you. I'm going to um, bristle when you tell me what to do because I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> right. And, and that's a source of incredible conflict. Then on the other side of it, if I'm, if I'm a wee person, much more collective, and you're my boss and you tell me, Natasha, you go ahead, you figure it out on your own, right? I'll be like, what kind of a boss are you? You're supposed to work with me. You're supposed to help me. You're supposed to tell me what to do. You're supposed to be part of this. Don't tell me to do it on my own, right? And that too is a source of incredible conflict between people. Does that make it simpler? <laughs> Absolutely. And if we think of 
one of the challenges, distributed work. Like right now, I'm, I'm watching all these DAOs, um, new forms of organization where you come in, there is no CEO. There is nobody to say hello. You are in a Slack group, in a Discord group, and you see a Kanban board with tasks. You can take a task and build something. So you will be in multiple projects instead of being in one core organization and really embedded in it. You have multiple belongings and, um, and multiple project-based work what kind of what what kind of um, per, what kind of pattern is suited for that, and where which conflicts uh, can we can we expect? Well, I think in those, and having worked with a few organizations like that, you get the kind of oh my gosh, I didn't know we were supposed to do that. I didn't know that was important. Nobody told me. So what happens in that is in that isolation, people forget the network that they're supposed to be working it with and in, and the people become less human in a sense, and things kind of shrink. However, the tasks themselves, so the networks, the people we're aware of begin to shrink, but the tasks and the projects get done. They get done efficiently, effectively. You don't have some of those dynamics of people not getting along or fighting because they're not part of your day-to-day, -day, so the habits don't get in the way. But sometimes you get to the other side of it, you think you've done the work that you needed to do, you think it's important, and then it doesn't fit other parts of the project. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've seen organizations working in this way going, all right, now we're just going to fire everyone. Well, like, how does that make sense? You didn't give them a chance to come together. Um, you didn't give them a way to get on the same page. And because people don't know one another well enough, they're willing to do things that they might not do if they were in-person contacts. Wow. And so if people want to work with you, who should, who should contact you and what can they expect? Um, good question. So if you are a department head, if you're a CEO, if you've got teams of 50 to 5,000 and you are looking at bringing them together, uh, building a more deliberately developmental organization, um, the first step in our process always is to do an analysis. And that analysis includes assessments, it includes stakeholder um, interviews, and it also includes um, an understanding of what not the problem at the surface is, but getting to the deeper problem. So whether you've got a performance problem, a process problem, or a productivity problem, it is a people problem. And if you are interested in working out the people stuff, and you're not scared of the people's stuff, and you're more transformational, then you're a great person to work with. You can nominate somebody for the strategy award. So when everybody's zigging, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Um, you know, I 
I would pick a friend of mine. Um, his name is Paul Palmer, and he works in the pharmaceutical industry. And he kept a very level head through the entire COVID thing. He is, has more business than he knows what to do with. He's super unique in his field. He's super experienced. And um, he succeeded where a lot of coaches and consultants and other service providers failed. So I give him the Zigging Award. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did he do it for all the coaches listening right now? How did he do it? Well, um, number one, he's an expert in what he does. Um, number two, he was consistent. Um, he had a strategy that he applied that worked. Um, and he's trusted by his clients. So his clients refer him. And for a lot of coaches, they want to catch the tiger by the tail, so to speak, which is they want to get the client. Then they catch the tiger, then they don't know what to do with the client. And so they lose the client. So they, and you know, there, there's a whole dynamic there. And I talk a lot about that with the coaches and the consultants I work with. Um, but he's just, he's a professional and he knows what he's doing and his clients value him. They value his work. They refer him and they ask for him. Super cool. Where do you hang out? Where can people find you on socials? Um, on the socials, uh, we've got a Spiral Dynamics group. Uh, of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, we've got a Facebook group. Um, but if you really want to get deep with this stuff, our community is in other places. And it's a smaller community, a very intimate community, but a very knowledgeable community. And people who want to work with me um, as a mentor get access to that community. So we have a few. We have one for the dabblers who are playing around, and then we've got um, uh, some serious ones as well. The dabblers get uh, Facebook, and um, the others get a different platform. <laughs> and where where do they where do they uh, find you to, to discuss the, the different platform? Um, look, if you're a coach, a consultant, a business leader, it's very easy. Just uh, email me. I'm at natasha at spiraldynamics.org. And um, I'm happy to have a conversation. Thank you. And uh, who should be my next guest? I think you should have Paul Palmer. <laughs> Definitely the coach, who, the expert who did everything right. And from, yes, absolutely. He will be our well, next guest. I don't know that he would say he did it right. Um, but he, you know, for, for your coaches and consultants um, to have him walk through some of the things that he did, who he is, how he got there might be a very interesting thing. Thank you so much, Natasha for sharing your wisdom, your journey with us and uh, even your models. And uh, please come back soon. Simon, it has been a pleasure. I love speaking with you. I think we could do this for a while. Thank you for having me. <laughs>